A very warm welcome, folks, to Capital Sports 2.0, a very, very new version of the show. For the time that's in it, usually say the seasons that's in it, that means uh, Christmas, but it's a very, very different time. And uh, now Andy Mack, he is setting up everything for RT. Alex B is missing in action. Uh, we'll hunt him down over in Toronto. But uh, luckily, on the line or on this uh, Zoom call, of course, we have Andrew Flint. Hello, Hi. how are we doing? Good, and we have Double N, who is also known as iPhone X. How are you doing, sir? Uh, good evening. Uh, everything's fine, perfect. How about you? Good. Listen, okay, listen, let's, let's, let's start off, because it is the, the time to sit. There's no real sports report, and apart from in Belarus and uh, I think Paraguay and Nicaragua. Um, Andrew, how is it out there in Siberia, out in Tumen? Well, to be honest, we've not really seen the full force of lockdown that most of the world seems to have had so far. So, I mean, the, the sports events, of course, they've been cancelled and suspended for now, as we all know. But uh, other than the enforced working holiday, not a lot has really changed yet. But I, I'm anticipating that will change fairly soon. Are you locked down there? Are you, do you, you like in Moscow, we're only allowed 100 metres away from our, our domicile. Same with you? <laughs> Well, I'd say the nearest to lockdown, I'd say, is that the playgrounds now have sort of a police tape around them. You're not allowed to go in the playgrounds, but nobody's been stopped from actually walking down the streets per se. Um, they, they, the police are on the streets a little bit more than usual, but nothing really out of the ordinary yet. So um, no major change yet, really. Uh, but like I say, I, I think it's, it's likely to ramp up. Now we've seen what's happening in Moscow. I expect it to follow on over here fairly shortly. Double N, how is it with you? Because you're down the southwest of the, the city of Moscow. Um, are you guys confined to, to barracks or, or what's happening? Um, we're, so to say, in the dormitory. So all the local students have gone back to their homes. But for, for us, for international students, we are kind of locked here. I don't, I don't know, mentally or we're not locked here physically. <laughs> Thank God, but uh, we're still trying to manage to spend our time wisely. And listen, are you allowed out to, say, go to the shop or, or to go for a walk? Like, what's the kind of restrictions on you guys right now? Well, uh, we have a shop downstairs of our dorm dormitory, so if they want to find us, like, when we are outside, they have a very good reason to do so, because we are not allowed to go, like, to the second biggest shop or the biggest shop around, because, like, we have to go to the nearest and I'm back. Okay, the, the, you're saying that you you, you can only yeah. go. The nearest shop is in is in uh, your building, correct? Yep, yep, exactly downstairs. Okay, that's so right. technically uh, I don't have any pets to walk it, so I'm not allowed <laughs> to go out. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a, the benefits of um, having a pet just nailed down in in, in a few words. Exactly. So, because here in Moscow, I mean, it is quite restrictive. Um, we found at the University of Ergesu, they, they locked down very, very quickly. Um, a lot of kerfuffle over moving students uh, for the students' better, you know, their own good. Of course, a lot of students aren't really happy with that, but what can you do? I mean, we, we have to try and take care of things. Um, a real pity, a lot of students who uh, work part-time, they study full-time, work part-time, uh, to support themselves and they can't go to work because basically if they go out then they're going to bring back 
so you know god knows what back into the uh the dormitory so it's a yeah. tough time um now moving off from that so we've we've had our sort of little bit of a roundup from siberia to moscow um not going to mention turkmenistan of course uh get get someone into trouble on this call uh so first andrew the football going on next door but there was a bit of a, a twist in the story today which wasn't able fools but it's a real kind of twist in the tale What's going on in Belarus and are they going to cancel the league? Well, um, yesterday we had comments from FIFPRO uh, saying this is this is crazy. We've got to we've, we've got to do something about this. Uh, and um, in a, a very Vladimir Putin-esque style, Mr. Lukashenko was playing ice hockey in a sort of a, a press appearance, shall we say? And he made comments dismissing coronavirus and saying, you know what? It's it's um, just keep doing what you're doing and drink vodka and all the sort of stereotypical things that you, you know, it was a, it was a load of, um, today, today I didn't know whether to, what to make of it. I looked at the date and I've been caught out before on a first of April, so I didn't want to believe it. But, um, I read reports that he is appealing for help to deal with the coronavirus today. Now, officially it's not yet been cancelled, the Belarusian Premier League, but the noises are still, you know, we're still seeing the fans in the stadium. We're still enjoying it. Um, and I just wonder how long this is going to go on because it's, your bellows comes under, you wafer and you have pretty much made it clear that this, you know, you need to, you need to make a break with, with all the leagues. Um, but Belarus are not, are not playing game yet. So I, I think they, it'll only be a matter of time. I don't see it lasting for. Yeah, I, I mean, it does. It does seem a bit odd, and as you mentioned, FIFPRO, the um, the governing body for footballers' unions in Euro, in the world, they're not too happy with it. Three players apparently reporting to have coronavirus uh, in the Belarusian league. I think from Zhodno, two of them from Zhodno, one from one of the Minsk teams. Um, it's an odd situation, and as you said, like you said, drink vodka, go to the banya, you'll be okay. There is that kind of uh, idea. It's a very old idea of the um, herd mentality something that we all would have experienced as kids when somebody gets like you know chicken pox um, you get thrown into the room with them and say play with your brother play with your sister and you all get chicken pox together this is slightly more serious than that however in Sweden they're also of the opinion that herd mentality works in the state of Texas the same thing so I don't know but I think just to thumb your nose, as you mentioned at all of Europe, UEFA could take a, a roll back. Just in terms of the, um, here, a lot of the Russian football teams, as we learned last week, are still training. Out in two men, if, if two men are still training? Well, they, they only got back from Turkey about a week ago from their, their winter training camp. Um, because, of course, the PFL, Ordo Pavolja, starts a bit later than the others being a smaller division. And... Um, I don't believe they have been training yet. I, I don't know if they would be quite that quite that silly. We've had quite a lot of good public service announcements from our governor and the medical services here. They're very quick to put out the videos on social media, on websites where people will all see them. And it would be fairly incomprehensible if they're putting out these messages and the team are still training. Um, but no, they, they've only come back recently and they, we wouldn't be due to start even if there was no suspension for another three weeks. So e even then, they would have a break at the winter training camp. They, I don't think 
I don't think we're likely to see anything for for a few months now at this yeah. stage. But um, no, they, it's relatively calm so far. Um, moving on from Belarusia to other uh, ex-Soviet states, Double N, you, you were looking around the CIS countries of what's going on. What have you been finding in your, uh, your travels and your studies? Um, well, as we know, like there are a few countries that claim that they don't have this virus in them. So two of them are in Central Asia. One of no them names, actually no names started with T, with T and uh, ending with N. <laughs> so, um, actually, both, yeah, of, they don't both mention of them. The reason why they stopped, yeah. they hail all the leak. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the funny thing. But okay. So um, they didn't mention the reason why they hold it, but it stops now in Turkmenistan. But for Tajikistan, it's still on. And uh, moreover, on, on Saturday, they're going to have their um, Super Cup match between Istiklal and Pujat. And oh. um, it's going to be at 5 p.m. Yeah, on Saturday. So And moreover, the Premier League is uh, starting on, I think, on the 5th of yeah. April, which is the next day on Sunday. So yeah, they they live in a world like they deny the realities <laughs> for now. Well, let's see how it turns out. Okay. okay, so so folks you can you can tune in and see the Tajik Super Cup. That's five p- wait, is it five PM Moscow time, double M? Um no it's five PM time and Moscow time is gonna be I think three PM. Three PM Moscow time. That's tomorrow, correct? Uh, that's on Saturday. Saturday. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, that's well. That'd be interesting to see what's going on. Okay, Dublin. Thank you very, very much uh, for that one. So uh, we're going to come back on and sort of address an issue that people don't really want to talk about. Of what's going to happen to season now? I've just just been on the phone to the um, well, deputy ambassadors who of Ireland to Slovenia, uh, a friend of our show and a friend of Moscow. He was stationed here, of course, for a few years, um, Arthur Hendrick. And we spoke about what's going on. He's in Slovenia. They've been locked down, I think, since, Mar- I forget, March 8th or 9th, completely locked down. Uh, they've also stopped people traveling between municipalities unless they have a, a, an urgent reason to do so. Uh, what they're discussing, and Arthur had worked, of course, with emergency relief efforts with Irish aid. So he's very experienced with this, including the SARS scare back in 2001. Uh, he was working with um, customs in Ireland. So they had to kind of put together the plan of what happens if someone comes into Ireland with SARS. His opinion is we're looking at 12 weeks. So if we're looking uh, now, the lockdowns just started in England, started in Russia. Let's forget about everywhere else. Counting forward 12 weeks from, brings us into what? So the middle of April, May, June. There's going to be no way a season can continue that they can't play all the games like a game a day in England or Russia. So basically it's better to close off? Just forget the season, wipe it out? Well, what's the best thing to do, Andrew? Well, I mean, the, in my opinion, the only, the only feasible option going forward is you first before you think of options, you've got to you've got to start with a basic premise of, of what we're dealing with. Whatever happens, there is no clean, satisfying solution for everybody in all senses. In other words, whether all fixtures are completed and you have to push them into a short space of time, or if you cancel them and then a whole load of commercial and legal issues come into play about contracts, 
most of which will are due to run out at the is it beginning of June or beginning of July. I think it's beginning of July. Most contracts for the season, yes, yeah, um, you're right. You're for right, yeah. most would end. Uh, and either way, whatever the solution is, there is no clean cut option. So you've got to start from that premise. So after you move on from that, you have to accept that because that is just simply the case. Cannot not complete the season because it doesn't it doesn't make a difference at this stage in my opinion how much we delay the summer break whether we shorten it which we inevitably would have to um, start next season later just rearrange fixtures for the next 12 18 months you know move everything back a little bit be a bit sensible about it because how on earth do you settle a season that's that's not completed if you expunge the season what you're effectively saying is a season that's not even started is more the integrity of that season is more important than a season we're already two thirds of the way through. Which forget the actual financial implications of TV contracts and deals, and forget the player contracts. And just on a sporting grounds, it, I can't understand the logic behind putting a, a season that's not even started ahead of a season we're most of the way through already. I think it's perfectly possible. It just means it's a very unusual schedule. We're going to. Um, and I honestly can't see seasons being wiped out. Glenn, over to you on that. Of course, the two T-stand countries, they are going ahead. Here in Russia, you know, we, we, we have Lokomotiv, as we, we spoke about with uh, Kirill Bredo there a couple of weeks ago in the studio, you and I. Uh, Lokomotiv are, are, are on the up. They're chasing Zenit hard. Need to finish the season in Russia, or should maybe they just finish the season as it is, that every position is left as it is? Well, as I said, like there are two different um, situations. Like if we compare, for example, English Premier League and uh, Russian Premier League. So uh, basically, the option of uh, like accepting the standing positions as they are right now may may work. Still have their own complications, as Andrew have just mentioned. But it may work even like in our mind. But in Russian Premier League, I don't think that um, it reflects the, all, all the fairness of the situation, all the fairness of the standings, how they stand. So I think there are, like, we still have, um, we don't know how it would have finished if it still, still was going on, but we should give a chance when, when there is a small gap between the teams. Like, I, I don't think, okay, uh, uh, fixing, like, Okay, freezing the standings as they are right now is the right decision. I don't think that's the right decision. No, that's fair enough. I, I mean, I, I take both both you guys say on board. I mean, there are the the proposals to run off the games like every like three games a week and so on. It is sustainable because we've seen it happen before. But you know, it, it can happen. Um, it just needs to adapt the players' schedule, fitness, and so on. And they've already had this break where they're just training, training, training. Mm. There's lots of other issues around like what's happening because, of course, we know that testing isn't taking place and so on. But that's that's neither here nor there at the moment. We're talking about like the results. I don't know. I mean, possibly, you know, a big issue a, a lot of clubs are facing is before. We're going to go away in a minute. Um, but issue you're facing, Andrew, is financial. And that would be, mm. would that be the driver in the end that money will talk? Inevitably, it will. I mean, we can talk about sporting integrity all we want, but we, we all know full well that the, whatever is financially most suitable for, for most clubs and broadcast and the league is what's going to tell out in the end. I, I mean, look, I'm just, this is just a suggestion. I don't think it's ever likely to happen. But if we take some inspiration from what used to happen in early Russian football, even Soviet football, 
in the colder winter months when they used to gather in the southern cities in you know places like Sochi or Krasnodar or Rostov and play almost a bit like rugby league do the magic weekend where it's quite a lot of fixtures together I know it's not ideal but like I said we can't we can't look for an absolutely perfectly ideal situation perhaps something along those lines where you have guaranteed high crowds and financially this will appeal to clubs if you say for example the fished olympic stadium and you say okay we're going to have two or three match days in in a week we're going to play you know sunday or spread the games out of course but sunday wednesday sunday something along those lines it doesn't even always matter to a degree but if you say in advance, plan it in advance, sell it well, you have a good stadium with good facilities, try and draw fans in for like a week-long holiday almost. <laughs> Perhaps that's one option. I don't know. But um, I think uh, I think realistically, it's just it, it, no options are easy. And financially, if it's too difficult to sort out contracts running over June, I actually honestly really don't know what the... There's no legal precedent as far as I know for a situation like this. So. I think other, you'd like to think goodwill will come into it and players and clubs will both recognise, look, OK, we're going to have to extend contracts to a degree if players agree to take a cut. Like we've seen Spartak Moscow players, for example, agree a, a pay cut. I, I, I don't know what the most likely situation is, but I, I do think looking to finish the season in whatever form is the best option. That's fair enough. You, do, do you go along with that double end? That if, if, if it's run off, like, say in a three-week period or something like that, that to be like every team plays, well, a couple of games, like, you know, two, three games a week. Does that make sense for you? Um, yeah, we have to just live and uh, watch what's happened or what happens like next. And if things are pretty good and if the leagues can function and everything is on, yeah, why not? Like we, we have cancelled the Euro 2020, like it was cancelled, right? So we don't, we're not in a hurry like for international duties or players and stuff so uh, I think even if it's just a little bit late um, I, I don't think it's that, uh, that's a big deal but yeah but we have to see how, how the things turn out Okay Listen Double N thank you very very much for joining us Eva and we'll be back a little piece tomorrow as well so thank you and stay safe in the dorm Thank you Thank you Alan Andrew you, you look after yourself out there in two men and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do this tomorrow and we'll have a, another little bit of a, a chat as well Alright it's great to join you I'll be back and look after yourself too That's it for Cup of Sports our uh, Cup of Sports 2.0 for this evening It'll be a little bit better tomorrow because now we have the hang of this Zoom thing because um, we're learning as we go so uh, folks stay safe uh, stay healthy stay happy and uh, we'll see